Hey, it's your host, Brennan Kelso, law grad turned law firm marketing specialist, founder of LegalSites.com.au, and you're listening to the Better Law Firm Marketing Podcast. In this episode, I want to clarify a few uh, points that were raised in the recent episode I did. It was the SEO presentation for the Scalable Business Lounge. Now, I hope you've all had a chance to listen to that. If you haven't, I really encourage you to have a listen to the entire thing. There's a really good Q&A at the end of it as well. Now, I just wanted to clarify a few points because you know I'm a perfectionist. So let's get right into it. So a few things were raised. One of them was about writing content for your website. And I mentioned that you know, a lot of the things that you write on your website, a lot of the, the content, the useful information, a lot of it's not going to be read by people uh, in much detail. Some people will read very little on your website. Some people might actually get through a blog article. But I I get people often saying to me, why would I write 2,000 words on a page? Honestly, no one's going to read that. And the answer to that is that's most likely correct. Yes, most people are not going to read that much on your website in great detail because they don't need to know everything about the law and how to fix their legal issues. That's your job. So, I often say to people, like, you're not writing so with the, with the intention that people are going to read every single word. You're writing for Google, and I mentioned that in the presentation. Now, I want to be really clear because I do know that uh, yeah, some digital marketers listen to this podcast, and I just want to make sure that everyone gets the correct content. Now, do not write crappy content with tons of keywords. We, we don't want any keyword stuffing. That's black hat SEO. Google does not like that. So you don't just jam a whole bunch of stupid keywords into a piece of content in the hope that you're going to rank better. All right. When, I'm, when I said that we're writing for Google, that's not what I meant. I mean that we are writing content because Google likes to see that you have written content. You need to write uh, for people because Google is getting better at uh, understanding if something actually has value and if, or if it's just a piece of crap that has a ton of keywords in it and was written by some sort of AI robot. There's, there's literally websites out there that are doing that these days where you can get content written by a machine. Most of it is quite terrible. Hopefully, it gets better in the future, and I think it will, but right now, it's rubbish. So, you, you probably come across blog articles that are literally just on these content factory websites that just pump out garbage all the time. Don't do any of that. We want really good, high-quality writing that actually helps people. And assume that there are people out there who will read some of it, okay? We're not, we're not assuming that people are going to read over 2,000 words, all right? Uh, but let me just clarify do not keyword stuff, do not write some piece of crap that you think will just satisfy a machine but not a person. Write for people, all right? Uh, Google is getting better at understanding that. At, at the end of the day, you just don't want to be creating anything that's got no real value, all right? So if you write a piece of content that's just jammed full of keywords, there is no guarantee that that will rank or do anything positive for you. In fact, it might just do nothing for you or actually harm your website, all right? So we do not want keyword stuffing. I've had some lawyers say to me, oh, can you just write, uh, can you just, <laughs> if, if the background of the, of the page is white, uh, can you just add some keywords and make, th- that make the, the font white so that no one can actually see and just jam a whole bunch of keywords in there? No, don't do that, all right? That, that was something that people were doing maybe 10 years ago. Look, people are still doing it, but it's not working, so don't do that. All right, I think I've made that pretty clear. Uh, another thing that was mentioned, so we talked about 
uh, law firms could have like a, a page where they list recommended businesses and organizations so they could be helping out other law firms and recommending them maybe law firms that are doing practice areas that they don't do. All right. You, you, if you're a criminal lawyer, you'd often get people coming to you who might be recommended. Uh, sorry, you might get referrals from clients and they have a matter that actually is out of your scope and you would probably have someone that you recommend them to. Now, yes, you can absolutely have a page where you list uh, those businesses that you recommend. Now, some people listening to this would say, oh, but if, if you're linking to you know, another law firm in uh, because they're linking to you, that's swapping links and that's a, a violation of Google's terms of service. Now, that is arguably correct. It depends who you talk to. Here's the thing. At the end of the day, if you are linking to a business that is linking to you, if it actually helps people, it's fine. Google just wants to make sure that you are using link generating activities that are actually assisting and helping the people who are using Google, all right? Google wants to provide a good product and a good service to people and it's okay to swap links as long as that's providing value and why would it not? Like If you're legitimately recommending a business that also recommends you on their website, what is the harm in that, okay? So you've got to think about like what is the intent of the link generating activities that you're doing? If you are just uh, linking to other websites because they link to you and it has no relevance at all to your audience, then that is not good and don't do that, okay? So um, the, another thing that came up, paying to be listed on business directories. I just want to be really clear about that. Some of the people who listen to this podcast might say, you can't pay for links, that's another violation. Well, it comes down to intent. If you're paying for links, but it actually assists people, then that's what's wrong with that? Like there's business directories out there where if you pay to be listed, you'll get a more prominent position on that listing and more people will find you. And if you're really good at what you do, then people deserve the chance to actually hear about your business and perhaps hire you. So there's nothing wrong with paying for a link on a business directory, but there is something wrong with just paying for links that have no value at all. So always think about intent, okay? So you don't want to be paying for links on these... um, these horrible websites that just basically charge people to, to get a link. Those have no value to people. Don't do that, all right? Um, now, another thing that came up, actually, this is going to be the final thing I'm going to talk about in this episode, is blogs. Uh, one of the members of the, the group said, oh, it sounds like having a blog is really important for your SEO. And generally speaking, yes, I want to clarify some of the reasons why. First of all, no, you don't need to have a blog to have good SEO, but it can help. Why can it help? Well, it can be an easy way for you to generate written content. It can be an easy way for you to target specific keywords. So if you want to target a specific keyword, it's generally going to be easier to do that uh, with a blog article or you know a news article or whatever. You can add that keyword into the title tag, which is a strong indication to Google that this is a keyword that you are targeting and and it, and, it is, and your content is relevant to that query. Uh, you can target that keyword throughout the written content on the page. Now, 
you can definitely target multiple keywords on a practice area page. You can absolutely do that. It just can be a bit harder to rank for them because you have so many other keywords on that page. Chances are you can't fit it into the title tag because there's only a limited amount of space in the title tag or the meta title, whatever you want to call it. You can't fit it in the meta description. Don't stuff keywords in meta descriptions. There's only so much space in the URL as well. So yes, you can have, as I mentioned in the, in the, in the presentation, you can have a, a practice area page that uh, just goes into more detail about a sub service that you offer as an estate planning lawyer, like, like, I don't know, probate or, you know, contested estates. And you can target a whole bunch of relevant keywords, but then you might want to really target one specific keyword uh, and do, you can do that easier with uh, a blog post, a blog article. And Google does like to see that websites are uh, pumping out fresh and relevant content. That is one of the ranking signals. There's like over 200 of them. So keeping a website up to date, keeping people like you want people coming to your website and engaging in new and fresh content. That's generally considered to be a good thing. Blog articles can easily be posted on social media and you can get and you can get people to come to your website from socials and that is generally considered to be a good thing. If people are sharing your blog articles on socials, that is also generally considered to be a good thing. Google generally likes that. And there's so many other things I could say, but yes, having a blog uh, page where you create blog posts is generally a good thing for SEO for all the reasons I've already mentioned. But no, it's not essential. It's just generally considered to be a you know preferable strategy to use. All right. So just summarizing today, I spoke about I, I clarify what I mean by writing content for Google. We're not stuffing keywords and writing garbage because we think it's going to rank. We're writing for people, but a lot of people aren't going to read all of it, but Google wants to see that you're actually doing it. Okay, we talked about swapping links. Yes, some people will say you shouldn't do that, but at the end of the day, it comes down to intent. Are you providing value? That is what matters. And there are plenty of high value websites that are technically swapping links and they are doing great and Google's not penalizing them because they're helping people. We just don't want to be swapping links for the sake of swapping links because it has no value. Okay, we talked about uh, I don't know why I talk about we, I talked about, I talked about paying for business directories. There's absolutely nothing wrong with paying for a link as long as it is actually providing value to people. And a lot of the time, in order for you to get listed somewhere on a website, you will have to pay. But if it's providing value and if it's a good website, then that's absolutely fine. Uh, there could be some bloody you know, digital markers out there who strongly disagree with me, but that's just like good luck to them because lots of people are, are, are paying to be listed on a website for many reasons, but like the link isn't the primary reason. Okay. Now, blog articles, I've already touched on this, but I gave you a number of reasons why it's generally good to have a blog page where you are creating uh, content regularly that has value for people, that people are enjoying. We want people coming to your website, engaging in the information, getting in touch with you. We, we want to see returning visitors. We want to see people using different pages, not you know clicking off and going somewhere else quickly. All those things are generally considered good for your SEO. It's positive user interaction. No, it's not essential, but there's you know, arguably like a lot of 
ranking factors are not like essential, but there's so many things you can do that can help. And that's what we want to do. We want to give ourselves the best chance possible to rank well on, on Google for many different keywords to increase visibility and increase opportunities. All right, there I am. And yes, I listened to the presentation back because that, that sentence didn't really make any sense. I listened to the presentation in my car, not because I love the sound of my voice, because I just wanted to make sure that you know, the, the things that were said were actually accurate. And they were. I just thought I'd do this episode to clarify a number of points. So there you go. That's the end of this episode. As usual, if you want to support the podcast, please give a five-star review. That would really help. Uh, please share it around. Follow us on socials, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn, Brennan Kelso. I don't usually, I'm not really using the Legal Sites company page on LinkedIn. I probably will at one point. Go to LegalSites, legalsites.com.au and grab yourself that law firm marketing plan PDF. Join the email list and we can stay in touch. You can unsubscribe at any time and I don't send out a lot of emails anyway because I, I don't want to annoy people. And there you go. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week.